0: some holy bread Grab your coffee and your Bible
1: Happy New Year. Today is the third day of January. What? The year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> this wow. is Daybreak Live with us folks. Huh. And Charles is over on the corner. Where's he at? I don't see him on the screen. He's
0: there. He's there He's there he is. He's guarding the <laughs> coffee pot. <laughs>
1: Just like an organ. Well, that song is called Heaven and Earth Shall Bow. And it's by the Nesbits. Whoever that is. And you might be saying, why don't y'all sing more of y'all stuff on in the morning on daybreak? It's because we wrote it too high for our vocals in the morning. We have to be at least midday before we can sing it. I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys, but you guys out there that sing before, you know what we're talking about. When you get up in the morning, it's just hard to sing. Thank you, guys. I praise God that you love the song. Good morning to all you guys out there. So let's dive in. You guys watching on any of the YouTube pages or Facebook, thank you for being here. Uh, We are in the book of revelation we have reached chapter 20 and chapter 20 we're talking about the millennial reign and i encouraged you last week to read isaiah 65 uh and i gave you scriptures there isaiah 65 this morning uh before we start here i want to read no we'll wait we'll wait read that later we're going to start with... Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the first verses of Isaiah, uh, Revelation 20 again. But we're going to read down to at least verse 6. We may go ahead and read verse 7. I'm not sure. we want to talk about this golden age. It says, 20, verse 1, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold on the dragon that old serpent who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. He cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, set a seal on him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. We talked about this last week. Really talked about it a lot, so I won't go into great detail, but some of you probably did not that's going to watch this today and see last week. So this is probably, the binding of Satan is probably the best argument for a future millennial reign. Uh, my, I mean, there's many, many, many arguments when, when this, this uh, end-time view is discussed. But the binding of Satan, because it says in the Holy Scriptures that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years is finished. And so de- he deceives the nations no more. So it would be hard for anyone to say Satan is not deceiving any nations today. And if you say Satan is deceiving, then you must say we're not in this time. And so then we don't spiritualize it. We just take it as it says it. But if you'll notice, when I read just what I've read there, the first time a thousand years is is mentioned is right there in verse 2. The second time was in verse 3. Uh, that's the second time. Now I'm going to start with verse 4. I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. And I saw the souls of those who had... Been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and the Word of God, who had not worshiped the beast nor his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. That's the third time, a thousand years. Verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again till the thousand years was finished. That's the fourth time it's mentioned. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God. Listen to this. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. That's number five. Five times now. Let's go ahead and read verse seven since I'm counting the thousand year references. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. That's six. That's six times that God has mentioned a thousand year period of time. Now, it's very easy for God to just say a long period of time. And if you spiritualize this and say, well, he was just talking about a long period of time, uh, there's many other ways he could have said it. But he designated this thousand-year period of time, beginning with the binding. Remember, Antichrist and the false prophet are casting the lake of fire. They're casting the lake of fire. They're gone. Satan is not casting the lake of fire at the beginning of this. He is bound in the bottomless pit. And as I shared last week, this is what changed me from being an all-millennial. When I, when I recognized this time difference between when the Antichrist and the false prophet are put in the lake of fire, so, you know, if I had a, a, a place for it, here's the lake of fire and here's the bottomless pit, they're two separate places, the lake of fire and the bottomless pit are not the same thing, okay? Okay at the end of the thousand years, then Satan is loosed and he comes out of the bottomless pit, right? And then after that, he's cast into the lake of fire where the beast and false prophet are. So that is just astounding there. And so there's this period of time that is prophesied here. The word millennial of course, means thousand. Millennial reign speaks of this thousand-year period of time in Revelation chapter 20. But I would say that it's talked about in other places. There's been this period of time talked about. C.S. Lewis referred to this in his movies like Narnia as the golden age, right? The golden age, the age of man, the age when the sons of Adam and the daughters of Eve rule the world. Well, that's what we're talking about. I know that's movies, but uh, he uh, books, I mean, but he knew what he was writing, and he's speaking of this age. Why was C.S. Lewis talking about this age that's different? Because the Bible speaks of an age that is different, and if you guys went and read Isaiah 65, and I know some of you did, especially some of you guys that watch on YouTube, because you sent me some uh, comments about it, but... We won't go to Isaiah 65, but I'm going to go to another short place. This is Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 9. And just listen to this. Listen to this. Now, if you read Isaiah 65 last week, then you see that there's a time prophesied to where life is going to be extended. What is happening? Well, we're going back to Eden is what we're doing. Redemption is taking place. But before we get all the way to the Garden of Eden, there's this period of time where life expectancy is more like in the days of Noah. People will live long. And if you read that last week, the child shall die 100 years old. Yes, my love. Isaiah, we're going to read from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 9. Now, Lisa's going to punch that in for you guys. Now, just listen to what it said. Here it says, and I'm starting with verse 6, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Have you ever seen a wolf and a lamb together? We know what would happen, don't we? The wolf would eat the lamb. But there's this time prophesied in Scripture where the wolf shall lay down with the lamb. And sometimes people say, well, it's just spiritual. That's just spiritual. It just means a time of peace. What if it actually means what it says? The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. What? The calf and the young lion and the fat together. Isaiah is prophesying as he is moved by the Holy Spirit. He's writing these words down, being anointed and the Holy Ghost flowing through him. And they always wondered what time they were talking about. But this prophecy goes forth. Let's let's read some more. The cat, the young lion, the fatland together, and a little child shall lead them. The little child. We, we go to the zoo right now? You go to the zoo down in Nashville? The lion is behind, cage. it's in a cage. Right? All of the dangerous animals, you can't walk in. Now, there's a petting zoo, and you can walk in there. And my grandbabies can... Pet the animals. We can't pet the lions. We can't pet the tigers. Can't do that. Their nature has to be changed. Verse 7, the cow and the bear shall graze. What? Are you kidding me? Their young ones shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. A nursing child. So I've got uh, grandbaby nursing right now. The nursing child shall play on a cobra's hole. We won't have to be worried. You know, We won't, you know. right now, I live here in Defeated Creek, Tennessee, and we have a lot of rattlesnakes and copperheads. Fewer than we used to have, but we still have them. So if my kids are playing outside and there's a rattlesnake, I'm not going to say to any of my grandbabies, hey, go over there and pick it up and play with it. Mm-mm. Not going to do that. We know better. We're going to say, get away, right? Stay away from it. But the nursing child in this age, this golden age of man, golden age of man, the nursing child shall play on the cobra's hoe. The weaned child shall put his hand on the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full, listen to this, of the knowledge of the Lord and in your scriptures, according to what kind of translation you have, it's all caps. That means it's Yahweh here. Yahweh. That was revealed to Moses. By my name, Yahweh. I was not known. Yehovah. Yahweh. And listen, the knowledge of the Lord shall cover the earth as waters cover the sea. That's pretty thick. That's pretty thick. And so this... This is just amazing. There's not going to be any hurt. There's not going to be anything. That means whoever, something has to happen on the earth because it's not that way right now. Amen to that? Amen. It's not that way now. So something has to change. Well, who do you think might can change it? Do you realize that many of the miracles that our king revealed was to reveal who he is? Okay. So maybe you've never noticed this, but he says when he's about to ride into Jerusalem, go get a donkey that no one's ever rode, that's never been ridden. You jump on a donkey that's never been ridden. See how it goes for you. (laughs) Try it with a horse, which is tamer, a donkey. See what happens with you. But he says, hey, Go, says Peter, we need to pay our temple tax. We don't want to offend them. Go throw a hook in and pull out a fish, reach in its mouth, and you're going to get a coin. Go pay our taxes with it. Hey, guys, throw the net on that side. And then he tells the fish, jump in the net. Here's what I'm saying. He he says to the storm, calm down. Be peace, be still. And the storm stops. The point is, Jesus did not just reveal that he could heal lepers. He didn't just reveal that he could heal lame. He didn't just reveal. He also revealed that he had power over the wind and over the elements of the air and over the animal kingdom. He revealed his authority over all. That's beautiful because He's going to be on the throne during this period of time, and that's why the natures have been changed. Well, who's going to rule with him? The church. Know you not that the saints shall judge the world? The Apostle Paul said to the church at Corinth. Don't you know that angels, you shall judge angels? What? God has chosen to rule through mankind. He decided to be and come through the lineage of David. He is a son of david did you know that that's the abrahamic covenant praise the lord now this goes back to opinions now this is just brother scott's opinion my opinion is the reason it says thousand years six times is because six is the age is the number for man and everybody says that all all scholars say well six is the number of man and I think it's talking about the golden age of man when man will rule with the king of kings, the son of man, the holy one, Yeshua, Jesus, sitting on the throne in Jerusalem. And we already know who else is going to be on the thrones in Jerusalem. This is the 12 apostles. And they, he told them plainly, in the regeneration, when the son of man sits on his throne, you also will sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. That's that's the privilege that the apostles get. But remember, you have an entire world of the Antichrist dark, ungodly, evil system that's going to be replaced now. The Battle of Armageddon has happened by this time. He has destroyed the armies of the kings of the earth. And who is gonna be left? The only ones left by this time are believers that'll enter into the kingdom of God. They will enter into the golden age of man. And then this is why Jesus told parables, and he says to, to one, he says, You've been faithful with a few things. Okay, you have authority over ten cities. You, you are faithful, you have authority over five cities, you have authority over one city, right? What? Is he meaning by this parable? There's different levels of authority that's going to be given to the followers and the saints of God. It's it's is it not Brother Charles bore out throughout all of Scripture, really? Mm -hmm. It's talked about. You know, everybody doesn't have the same reward, by the way. Now we're saved by the same blood, and everybody's born again by grace through faith. But there are rewards. Jesus says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where thieves can't take it and, and steal it. And this is why when we get to Revelation chapter 20, we're talking about the time when the saints shall judge, shall rule the world. Jesus is the king of kings. The, the uh, political headquarters of the earth is Jerusalem at this time, by the way. And the one city on the throne is Jesus Yeshua in Hebrew. The apostles are here again, and the saints now are given authority, just like the fallen ones who fail. You, you know, the God of this world and the demonic principalities and powers that you have to wrestle against in this age, we wrestle against for our. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we're in now. We have to wrestle with principalities and powers. We have to fast and pray and walk close to God because we're living in a time and a period where we're battling a lot of demonic oppression and a lot of things are going on in the world. But at this time, all of that's been taken away. All that's taken away at this time. I wrote some notes down here that I want to, yeah, look, okay, we just came through Christmas, right? And what was the prophecy to uh, Mary about the child? The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. What does that mean? Where did David, King David, rule from? Jerusalem. So he's going to give him the throne of his father, David. This is magnificent. The Abrahamic covenant, there was, uh, land was promised, posterity was promised, a ruler that would come that would not only just rule over Israel, but this ruler that was going to sit on the throne in Israel, all the nations will look to him. He'll be a light to all the nations. Everybody will look to him. Guess who this ruler is? Hallelujah. It'll be a great time of peace and joy and comfort. That's what we sing around Christmas time Tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. What are we singing about? We're singing about the coming of the Lord in the great time of the golden age, the age of man. During this time, there will be holiness throughout the earth, truth throughout the earth, justice throughout the earth. The knowledge of God will cover the world. Jerusalem will be the political center. Babylon is destroyed, and now God through Christ will rule the world through the saints who all answer. We'll all answer to him. Oh, may, maybe, maybe I get to maybe I get to rule over defeated Creek. I don't know what he'll give me. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I won't get to rule over anything, but this is an awesome, awesome time. Life will be extended in this time as it was in Noah's day. We're going back to the Garden of Eden the animals' nature is changed, and that's why the nature has to be changed for the ones who will rule. That's why we have to be born again, and we learn to follow the Spirit, and according to how we learn to listen to the Lord, and we learn to follow the Spirit, how faithful we are with a few things will be according to what He rewards us when He comes. Does that make sense? So our nature has to be changed. That's what salvation does. We're born again, and we're a new birth. We're a new creature. Now we're a child of God, and now the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and this thing, sanctification, this working out and following the Spirit is where we learn to crucify the flesh and bring every part of our being in obedience unto the Lord in His way, doing things His way and not our way. So our nature has to be changed as well. The saints' nature has to be changed to rule with Christ. Okay. All right. Yeah, time is up. All right. Praise the Lord. Questions, comments. I see. I know there's some other wonderful preaching brethren that get on here too. I'd love to read your comments. Share share your thoughts. Uh, Be sure to type something in. And I can't always get back to everybody on YouTube because it's just harder to comment. But I want you to know. That I do read all of your comments, so thank you for being here. Thank you for comment. Oh, by the way, we're going to end with the Lord's prayer. You know what we say with the Lord's prayer? Your kingdom come. You know what we're asking for? This. <laughs> your kingdom come spiritually. Your kingdom come to me, so I live like your king, and I'm not spiritually. Let me get a hold of that. But we also are praying. Your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. That's what we're praying. All right? Love you guys. Thank you for being here this Tuesday. If you got any questions, anybody happens to watch this any time throughout the day, if you got questions, type them in. We'll get them and try to answer them if we can tomorrow. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All
0: right, love you, saints. Lord willing, we'll see you in the morning.